Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tim Gaither Podcast. I believe this is episode seven or eight. I'm not good at keeping track of that stuff, but uh, I am in Colorado Springs right now working at Looney's Comedy Club, Comedy Corner, rather, in uh, Colorado Springs. And my guest today is a guy named Eric Knowles. Say hello, Eric. Hi, hello. Uh, Eric and I met probably, when did we meet? Like 10 years ago, seven, seven or eight years ago, probably, at the comedy store in Long Hawaii. time ago, for sure. But did we really talk or anything? No, not really. I mean, I knew who you were, and, you know, nice guy and all that, but we didn't really talk or anything. So, But I knew who he was, and we, uh, turns out, we were working together in uh, this week in Colorado Springs. You are working here because Eric won the World Series of Comedy. Yeah, it's pretty, was one of my prizes. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. Month. I mean, because you won, what is the prize? You won like 40 weeks of work or something? Yeah, 40 or so weeks of feature work. Yeah, yep. well, they're feature <laughs> weeks, but um, they're, you know, they're good clubs, and they're clubs that you can come in and kill and, and be like, yeah, I'd like to come back and headline, yeah. which is kind of the point of the uh, World Series of Comedy. Yeah. And, and it's you, been huge for me, really. Yeah, it's great, man. I, you know, the, the fact that you can get 40 weeks like that and, and, and be able to do it. And I know you've been doing comedy for, what, you said, 11 years, right? Yeah. So it's not like you're starting out, but you probably noticed, um, I mean, you, you, you did something with the uh, Madhouse where you're doing like 40 weeks a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've done that before, but like what I try to tell people that, that are like starting to get on the road all the time, I'm like, that's when you start getting good. Like these... These guys in L.A. that think they're going to get good, people that start out in L.A., um, <laughs> man, what a hard place to start, you know, like to, you yeah. know, you started in San Diego, right? Yeah, I did, luckily. Yeah, so there's lots of places down there where you can get more than just a few minutes. Yeah, tons. San yeah. Diego's a great place for a comedian to get good and to really get a lot of stage time. Yeah, and you really get good when you're able to, uh, and you had that buddy at, at at Madhouse, right? Mm-hmm. So you were featured there like all the time. Yeah. Um, and when you're able to put five or six feature sets together in a week, that's when you start getting good. When you're doing a half an hour, and then, because that half an hour, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you have more than half, how much time do you think you have like that you like to do? Like 45, 50. Yeah. Um, and my 30 minutes when I, when I was uh, featuring all the time, I had 30 minutes forever because that, when you're getting that 30, um, I love doing 30, man. <laughs> yeah. You, you, it's so nice. Like I feel for you. Like, cause I have the sweet spot all weekend, you know, the, the MC goes up and warms them up. I get to go up and do 30 right in the middle. You get to go up there and you do about 30 minutes and then the check drops on you, you know? Yeah, that's the hardest part for me is gauging the check drop when it's going to come, and it usually comes during that... Uh, you do a great job of dealing with it. I was, <laughs> I was pretty impressed. You got oh, me laughing. Well, thanks, man. I don't always... Uh, it, it bothers me when 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 the checks come out when it's during a bit that they really need to be listening to. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like I try to time it so it's not when that when I'm doing that race stuff because people are... That stuff does really well when people are paying attention. Yeah, you need them to pay attention. Yeah. And when the checks are coming out and I'm going into that, I'm like, ah, shit. <laughs> you know, like all they're going to hear is 
certain keywords and like this guy's an this guy's an asshole. <laughs> you know, you have to listen carefully to some of my shit. Yeah, um, I'm just starting to headline a few places, so I'm starting to have to deal with the the check drop right in the middle there. Yeah, I, I always just come up with uh, I do a street joke and I make fun of the wait staff a little bit, good naturedly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a guy named Troy Baxley. You ever heard of Troy? Uh uh-uh. uh He's from Colorado, actually. He's got this line that he does in his act. He goes, uh, um, he says something like, give him a round of applause to the wait staff or something. Then he goes, the wait staff here won uh, big, best wait staff in the country. Unfortunately, they're all off getting their prize right now, so we're stuck with these assholes. <laughs> I actually heard Scott Bowman do that. Really? Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe it's one of those things. But uh, no, I think he. I think he. That's he would have quoted him or something. Yeah. Well. Oh, those cool guys don't mind sharing those things. Yeah, I mean, you know, like there's some, you know, one of my favorite. If you're gonna pull out a stocky, hacky line, is uh, one of these girls is gonna have a baby. As soon as I decide which one. <laughs> and those are those things. Those are called like stock lines that no one knows who the fuck wrote them. And you don't. You try not to do them all the time because that's hacky. But every now and again, it, it pays to know a couple of them yeah. in certain situations. The stock, huh? Yeah. That's what they called them when I was starting out. Yeah. Stock lines that like, uh, you know, and they're, they're just meant to bail you out of stuff when you're first yeah. starting out. They're like open you know? source. Yeah. But now that I've we've been doing it for a long time, every now and again you're in a situation where you remember some hacky shit, and you're like, yeah, yeah I don't, you know. And again, the goal is not to do that, but sometimes it's just pure survival. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, you have an interesting story because you were, uh, um, you were a marine and you enlisted right after nine eleven. Is that right? Not before, actually. I enlisted in ninety eight. Okay. And uh, so you were a marine when it happened. Yeah. Okay. I was home on leave when it happened. I was in Southeast Texas. Wow. So I didn't realize that. I thought I thought you told me a couple nights ago that you joined because of that, but uh, you were already in it. So you you knew that you were gonna have. You probably knew right away. I'm gonna go somewhere. Yeah. And you were all about it at first, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wasn't gonna get to go really, and then. They issued stop loss, and I kind of talk about this in my act, but, like, the truest version of it is that, like, they issued stop loss, and I was like, well, what does that mean? I'm just going to stay here for, like, six more months in this hydraulic shop, just being the low man on the totem pole, sweeping up and taking out the trash every day? Yeah. You know, I was like, kind of like, fuck that, man. So, they, as soon as somebody said, you know, hey, they were asking for volunteers to go over, I was like, Threw my hand up. Explain stop loss to anybody who doesn't know what it is. I just meant that I couldn't get out. Like, everybody who was planning to get out at a certain date or whatever, everybody across the board, all branches, they stop loss. It was the name of the act. I don't know. But uh, it just meant uh, you're not... It was stop loss and stop movement, too. So if anybody had orders to go anywhere, they didn't. They just froze right there. So a lot of people were like, oh, man, I was about to go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so you go from thinking you're getting ready to get out to, no, you're... Yeah. And I just felt like, man, okay, it's my chance, you know? I've always just been like a helicopter mechanic in the, behind the scenes, and 
I don't know, man, the opportunity just came, like, do you want to go over there and just on a volunteer platoon? And I was like, yeah, man, I'll go just fill sandbags all day if that's really, I'll go help, you know? Yeah. I want to say that I was there and I helped. Yeah. And uh, and I, ended, I did end up filling a lot of sandbags, and I worked at the chow hall for a little while, and I worked uh, on security, like I had to sit in a fighting hole, like in a foxhole with the sandbags all around it with a, a 240 golf machine gun. And night vision goggles for 12 hours a night. And, like, my orders were just, like, if, if anything comes over that wire, over that berm, you can, you know, shoot them and then tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Ask questions later? Yeah. I never saw nothing, though, man. Just it was so scary. Just scorpions and fucking freaking out about bugs. What the fuck was that? <laughs> well, yeah. Was, and I was just, just thinking... out in the desert by myself in a hole. <clears throat> and just the so idea scary. that you might have to shoot at somebody. Yeah. Just knowing that that might happen was probably scary as shit. And that machine gun would have not fired anyways, man. It was so full of sand. I used to have to really? like crack it open and dump it out. How freaking hot does it get over there? Somebody told me like 130, 140, is that right? Yeah, man. Like, it gets crazy hot. Ugh. It was like I was in another magical world, man. It just felt different and was different. It was strange, man. One time... We saw what we thought was a dust storm coming, you know, because we'd seen a lot of sandstorms come, and it looks like just a big, dirty mess in the distance, and it gets closer, <clears> you know, like a storm cloud almost. But this one was making noise. It was like, and it fucking, it turned out it was a huge cloud of ladybugs, like millions of ladybugs. Really? Yeah. I mean, then it came over the camp and darkened it. There were so many. Wow. And they were just all over us and everything. And, like, it lasted for, like, 15 minutes. And then they just passed through and, like, it was over. We had ladybugs in our nostrils. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And it just was over. And I was like, what the fuck just happened, man? (laughs) Did did you lose some friends over there? No. Okay. I didn't. I didn't know anybody, thank God. I've known a lot of people, close friends, who have uh, committed suicide. Really? Since then. Just people that I've met through comedy and, uh, yeah, just through comedy. So more than one friend has committed suicide? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And they were in, they were in, like, the shit? They were in some serious stuff, or were they? I think so, man. <clears throat> like, I never really got the story. Dude, I think I would I be... I was the... never, like, the super best friend of them. Right. You know, I wasn't, like, the one... Okay. Man, I think I would be the worst soldier in history. <laughs> I just, <laughs> you know, it's like, fun, dude. Uh, I, yeah, I know, but like, as far as like, if you got into like hand to hand combat or something, I mean, uh, I just don't. You'd be good, dude. You're all into wrestling. <laughs> yeah, if they wanted to wrestle me, I'd be all That's right. That's what most of it is right now. The Marine Corps Martial Arts Program. It's a lot like. Uh, I'm speaking more about getting shot at. I don't think having a good headlock is going to oh, help. You're me talking about hand to hand. I'm not going to duck under a fucking bullet. No. Um, yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, man. It was maybe scary, I would have joined I mean, the wrestling team or something, so I wouldn't have had to do shit. Yeah, but, but I had a gun. You know, that was mine. I had to keep up with it the whole time. I was over there with a gun, with my M16. Yeah. You know? And sometimes they gave me the 240 golf. And they gave us the night vision goggles, which we used to spy on the women's uh, tent. <laughs> <laughs> we 
we threw infrared uh, chem lights in there because they're naked. They're you can't. They're invisible to the naked eye. Really? Yeah, but they put off infrared light, so we would put a bunch of those chem lights all inside their tent, and they wouldn't notice. But, <laughs> but with the night vision goggles, it was just lit up like like a showroom. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> um, did they ever find out? No. Good for you guys. You would have been pissed. Yeah. Not really. I mean, they weren't the best looking girls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God bless them. I'm glad they're serving the country and letting us peep on them. <laughs> it all really helps in, in a little way. Letting us peep on them. Yeah, well. Uh, I won't tell anybody, and right now this podcast isn't that popular, so. Yeah, maybe. I was just thinking, maybe I shouldn't have told this. <laughs> 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 hey man, you're in the middle of the desert. It's 130 degrees. I want uh, You know that there's some naked women down the hill. Um, you were young. It happens. Yeah, man. They're in the tent right next to us. Um, well, should we get into right? Should we just get into this shit, dude? What we've been talking about all weekend? Yeah, man. We've been having some crazy good talks. We have, and uh, um, I was one of those people who. Um, my little brother was always talking about 9-11 and how, how 9-11 was bullshit and an inside job and this and that. And I was like, dude, there's no way that our government would do that and, and blah, blah, blah. And for some reason, I finally, <coughs> I finally looked into it. And, and he's got all these crazy theories. Or they're, maybe they're not so crazy. He's got different theories. Than most people, my little brother, and uh, so I looked into it a little bit, and uh, like we said in some of our earlier conversations, the I, I I I don't think I'm qualified, and it's such a big accusation that I don't think I'm qualified to say who I think did it, or who had their hand in it, or who knew what, because. Yeah. Because one, I don't really know, and like I said, that's a pretty big accusation because some really awful shit has come mm-hmm. from nine eleven. Now, with that said, though, the how for me of nine eleven, the fact that eighteen hijackers simultaneously hijacked four airplanes with fucking box cutters. None of the planes were more than thirty percent full. Okay, I, I always get ahead of myself. <laughs> okay, I'll say it as quickly as like as, as I can, and then I want to get your opinion on it. But all right, for me, it's always been like someone when I was trying to tell people how I thought nine uh, eleven didn't go down the way it, they said it did, and I don't believe that uh, I don't I I don't really believe Bin Laden or Al Qaeda or any of that shit had had anything to do with it personally. And again, I'm not going to say uh, I'm rambling. I'm getting off track here. Damn it. Um, because I get so fired up about this subject. It's like, (laughs) it's like I have so much I want to say that Mm -hmm. I can like, you ever get so, so, uh, passionate about something that it's almost hard. You can feel it in your chest and it's hard to get out. Yeah. Like whenever I start talking about 9-11, um, I get that way because I, I've realized, I found out so many things that are just flat out. There's no fucking way. That 9-11 happened the way they said it did. Yeah. So I'm trying not to accuse anyone, but when people say, you really think 
that I'm like, well, what's more feasible? That 18 guys or five guys can simulate. God damn it. I'm going to have to re edit this. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. Okay. The official story is that. That, that 18 guys simultaneously hijacked five planes with box cutters and they murdered them and then first of all to even get on the plane I think it's crazy that they were even able to all of them with box cutters okay I guess for the what a stern warning not to slice throats in the name of Islam I mean, <laughs> I mean why so they get on the plane which is which is hard for me to believe and then they they take it over with box cutters they murder um pilots who from to my knowledge were in the military so these guys weren't like chumps you know and they just murdered them with box cutters and then they get in there they settle into a cockpit of a plane they've never flown ever and they pull off something that even an expert that several expert pilots have testified or have said on camera there is no fucking way they could have done this a really 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 good experienced pilot couldn't have done it and yet these guys pulled it off 45 minutes apart from each other and and then they hit the pentagon and then all the other you know um and then the towers the way they fell i, I started watching that and they're clearly mm. demolished uh the pentagon had a 16 foot wide hole even though it said a, it said a fucking jumbo jet went through it, how was that make a sixteen foot hole? Why didn't they just drive, fly right down to the top of it if they really wanted to kill people? It would have been easier, and they would have killed a lot more people. There's no wreckage. I mean, there's just so much. There's just so much shit that is so hard, and and no one no one will ever talk about it. So I've rambled too much. Tell me what you think. No, about man, it. I agree. I, I'm more interested <laughs> in what you think because well, yeah, I'm just a comic. You know, I, I, you know, I have my theories, and I have, you know, been not only you're a comic, but you've been to Iraq and mm-hmm. have been a Marine and wanted to murder all those fuckers that that <laughs> yeah. committed 9/11. Um, yeah. So, yeah, man. So that's pretty much who I was until. You know, I just kept hearing about these people saying, you know, 9-11 was an inside job. And that just, it pissed me off so fucking bad. And so I finally watched it. I was like, I'm going to debunk this shit right now, you know. So I watched Loose Change. I think that was the name of the video at the time. And I think like 20 minutes into it, just my jaw was just hanging open. And I was just like, holy shit, I think they're right. I think we did that. Or mm-hmm. we let somebody, somebody very powerful did that, mm-hmm. but it ain't what they said. Like, why are they lying? Like, I didn't get it. You know, it pissed me off, man. Just, it set me on a whole fucking uh, rabbit hole. Yeah, I went down the same rabbit hole. My wife went out, she was my girl at the time, but she went out of town for like three days, and all I did was go through 9-11 shit. And not just conspiracy stuff. Like, I went to the the people who were debunking it and I watched mm-hmm. their version of it and when I watched their version I was like you're fucking lying mm-hmm. and you know what I mean um dude for me the biggest thing is just watching the buildings come down that ain't what would happen if a plane hit a building an aluminum plane hits a steel reinforced concrete building oh, it would have crumpled yeah. like a fucking pop can and fell to the earth yeah and that would have been pretty much it. Punched a hole in its shape of a plane, like the fucking Roadrunner. Like the Roadrunner. 
And then 45 minutes later, even though a steel building has never in history collapsed from fire, it happened twice in one day. And then a few hours later, Building 7, which nobody knows about, <laughs> Google Building 7. It's the, it's, the, it's the tower that fell that day, even though it was hit by nothing, and it fell at free, spall, free fall speed in six seconds. I mean, demolished. And that shit isn't done in a matter of hours. You have to go in weeks in advance to make something like that happen. And yep. how many people got killed on 9-11? Less than 3,000? If both towers would have been filled, it would have killed like 50,000 people. And on a normal day, that's how many. So they did what they could to minimize casualties, but hmm. but they still, somebody, you know, I mean, the most heavily guarded airspace on the planet, the Pentagon, right? Yeah. 86 closed circuit cameras, but not one. Not one picture. Not one picture. Of the plane hitting the, the lawn. It's supposed to have bounced off the lawn at some point but there's no evidence of that no pl- and it hit, <laughs> show us one picture put it to rest and show it, us the video of it hitting the thing man and it penetrated like like 12 feet of concrete and destroyed the room where 2.3 trillion trillion dollars went missing the day before yeah i mean this shit isn't that's not you know there's no such thing as coincidence <laughs> i mean what do you think about let's go back to the hijackers what do you think about the the feasibility of those guys learning to fly a plane well enough through their classes to do what they did. I don't know anything about that, really. I mean, just think about how hard that would be to do, though. What about the feasibility of just actually keeping everyone hostage with just box cutters? Like, wouldn't... Yeah, yeah. I don't think I would be sitting there like a bitch with them, like, we're going to fly this into a plane or into a building. Nobody sit, stand up and try to fight me because I have a box cutter. I mean, I guess they could... for your neck, bro. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean... Better cut me deep, Yeah, it's a a box cutter. You would have to cut me just right and get me, you know, I mean... I was, a re- you, I was a state champion wrestler. I will fuck you up if a box cutter is yeah. your only... I'll hit you with my tray table, dude. <laughs> Come with a shield. And, and I guess they could have said, um, we have a bomb or, or whatever. But then, when... I don't know. I just, I personally don't think... I don't think planes were involved. I think, uh, I think maybe... I think Americans uh, have more fight in them than, than that. I think so, too. But not one plane, of all four of them, not one was more than 30% full. <clears throat> Have you ever been on a fucking plane that was only 30% full? <laughs> no. Especially one that was flying cross-country from Boston and from New that. York. Not one of them was more than 30% full. Um, they, they said they found a passport at the bottom of the World Trade Center. Okay, Three black boxes were destroyed, but you found a Saudi passport that fluttered down to the earth? That's the official story. That is the official story. I don't know what happened, but I don't think it's that. (laughs) Just saying, man. Why are they lying? Between the two towers, there were um, 32 4,000-pound transformers in in each thing that that they didn't find at the bottom of the uh, trade centers. 
And that's because they were already taken out weeks in advance. A lot of it was. And the thermite and all that shit. I remember hearing stories about them having electricians coming in and doing stuff. Yeah, for weeks <clears> there <throat> were people coming in at night and... Um, that's what they were doing, removing... Yeah, and they were having... Uh, transformers. They, they had all the, all the bomb-sniffing dogs were removed like three weeks before 9-11. The... Uh, the guy that owned it, that Shell Silverstein or whatever, he put out a like a three billion dollar uh, life in, or insurance policy on it, and and put a clause in there that he got more if it was terror related. Um, oh yeah. He, he had breakfast every day in the in the uh, in one of the towers, and yet he didn't on that day, and neither did his daughter, and a lot of other people didn't show up uh, that were supposedly notified. Mm. I just, I just would like to know. And he cashed in that insurance policy twice because he was able to argue that the two separate towers were two separate terrorist events. Yeah. So he got like seven billion dollars. Billion dollars. Yeah. And you don't think he could have greased a few palms with that much money? I mm-hmm. mean, people think you're crazy when you say this stuff because they saw it on TV, but they didn't see. I don't believe people saw what they thought they saw. Do you remember the blackout on the screen? Yeah, I remember when you were telling me about that yesterday. It seems familiar. When 9-11 first happened, there was a... When it hit the tower, my screen blacked out. And I remember thinking, why did that happen? That had nothing... Like right at the moment of impact? Right at the moment of impact. My screen blacked out just for a second. And then after I went through hours and hours and hours of videos, I... They, somebody else brought it up and I was like and it came back to me I was like oh yeah I remember that well call me crazy but and from what I what I'm what I've read I mean that's when they blacked out the shit and and showed us what they wanted us to see which is you know I think it was maybe a drone plane or a tomahawk missile or something but right or a hologram or <laughs> I've seen all those theories man like I don't know I don't subscribe to any particular one. Anything is possible, really. It is, but what they did that day, to me, I guess <clears throat> the hijackers supposedly just went to like school, and they, uh, and then they went to, uh, and they did like some test runs or whatever. But they weren't good students at all. Um, they didn't speak the language. Um, to do what they did with those jump with those big ass jets, supposedly, it's just not feasible to me. And it would have been so freaking hard to do to hit those towers. A pilot I saw on one of these videos said it would be it would have been like trying to fly through, but the two of them, you know, yeah, between the two of them, it would have been just as hard to do that as it would have hit them smack in the center. And just watch the way they fall, damn it. <laughs> that's what drives me the craziest I'm like just look at the way they fucking fall man that is a demolition don't you think yeah it looks like it. I mean when you if you google a bunch of demolitions and then you go to 9-11 I mean I don't know I've never seen a building fall from being hit by something well I just don't see how it would have I don't think that's a thing the I think people the people who designed the building but I don't they, think it would look exactly like when it's professionally imploded like you know we've seen those videos of when they 
demolish those hotels in Vegas to build yeah. a new one, and they just fold right in on themselves. It looks awesome, big dust yeah. cloud. Yeah, that's exactly what we saw in nine eleven. And when the towers big were hit, dust cloud. Everybody's looking all gray and weird and scared. Yeah, yeah. it was a lot of that was uh, thermite because the shit was literally reduced to nothing. The whole, those buildings were reduced to nothing. They wouldn't have fallen that way. It's just. <laughs> It's just not how it would have happened, man. And I, and you don't have to be a fucking expert in it to to know, but... Anyway, am I getting off track? Is there something you want to say that I didn't let you say? No, I don't think so. There probably, <laughs> <laughs> there, I don't know. There probably is. I get so... Uh, um, th- th- it goes so deep, man. And then them saying they... The, the guys in Shanksville with the, with the cell phones and all that shit. Have you ever tried to use, a, use your phone on a plane? Just, yes. for, just for the fuck of it? Yes, I have, actually. Well, you can't. Just because it, of that, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't it's, work. It's it's not... It doesn't work at that altitude. It doesn't work over, like, a thousand feet or something. And why? Those guys had to have gone through security together, right? At least some of them. And they all had box cutters, and they were all just like, eh, I guess they all just need box cutters for some reason. Maybe they you stuck know? them in their waist. I mean, this was before... So what was, TSA is because of 9-11, right? Did we have TSA before 9-11? Um, I know there was some sort of security, but I don't think we it was We did, but it TSA. sure wasn't as, uh, I remember walking through it on spring break, I remember having a, a full ounce of marijuana in my underwear, and <laughs> uh, the guy was like, waved the wand over my crotch, and he was like, "You what? What's, what is this here? You mind just pulling out your waistband and... And I did it, and as I did it, I, like, pushed the pot down and, like, just kind of did this yeah. ninja thing. And he was like, okay. You know, I mean, it's like he wants me to pull out my underwear or anything, but... Yeah. Yeah, uh, September 11th uh, caused TSA, um, which just makes me roll my freaking eyes because I personally don't believe any of this shit. Um, Seriously, that's why I get so mad when you get all that attitude. Who gets um, an attitude? TSA. Like, they're always, like... Uh, my job is so important. Stand right here. No, I mean stand in front of me, sir. Excuse me. Stand in front of me. Yeah. The other like, the other day I had bitch. this. I had this. Uh, my hands were full. Your job is based on some bullshit. The other day I had my I had my hands full and I asked uh, I asked this kid TSA guy. I was like, Can you hold this boarding pass for a second? He was like, I can't touch anything. I'm like, It doesn't have. <laughs> I can't touch anything. It, it doesn't have uh, anthrax on it, dickhead. Just, yeah. I mean, most of them are all right, but some of them do take their job so seriously. And I get it because they think... Their job is just to act scared of us. That's yeah. all the fuck they're for. They treat us like we're possible terrorists. They yeah. haven't caught any terrorists, ever. Well, I, it, it's making me not trust anything, dude. I mean, I'm becoming to where I think, I think, I think a lot of things are just bullshit. Like all those videos on Facebook that are made up. Um, I'm starting to think some of these shootings are orchestrated. So, so you know, my brother is always my little brother. He's an interesting character, and he's always talking about the government trying to trying to in, incite a race war and all this. And for mm-hmm. a while, I thought he was crazy, and now I'm like, you know what? Some of this shit. It just doesn't seem, and maybe I'm naive, but... It just fits the script too much. Yeah. You know? Maybe I'm naive, but 
I don't think people are going around just hope. I don't think most cops are going around just hoping they can kill black people. And I don't think anybody's going around trying to kill cops either. No. I mean... I think both... They're fucking faking both sides of that, man. Yeah. I really don't believe any of the things that yeah. the news says. Yeah, it, it's getting harder and harder to. And, it and, really is all bullshit. And I was watching all those things about 9-11, about how the, the media was in on it, and I'm not saying like Katie Couric knew what the fuck was going on, but the, the people in the government, Maybe. they just tell the media, say this, we know this, this now. We have reports of this now. And yeah. the media just goes, we're oh, yeah. getting reports now from... Reports whatever. from who? Yeah, from whatever liar. <laughs> yeah, say to your source. Um, One crazy guy in a mansion somewhere. The 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 Pentagon thing, man. Eighty six close circuit cameras, and what bothers me uh, about it more than anything is not only did three thousand people die that day, but what has transpired because of nine eleven, uh, going into Iraq and Afghanistan and all those places. <laughs> yep. And and not only the US soldiers who are dying over what very well well may be an orchestrated lie, the biggest deception maybe in history. So you've got these soldiers who are just doing they're just doing their jobs. They're just doing what they're told and and you can't fault them, and that's why when you, when I bring up nine eleven or anything, the the last thing I want to do, and before I even talk to you, I thought I was like, I want to get his opinion on this stuff, but I don't want to offend him either. I don't want to be like, ah, nine eleven was, I think was, I don't think the way they told us was, yeah. you know. But then as soon as we got in the car, we started talking about it, and are well, you, some people are very closed to the idea even of it. Oh, dude, I guarantee people have already stopped listening to this. <laughs> probably <laughs> I've got a friend in Kansas City I brought it up to him one night and he was just like I don't want to hear this I don't want to know about it and then <laughs> I started talking about thermite and he's like what the hell's thermite and I'm like thermite is the reason that they're, the fires were still burning three months after the trade centers fell yeah Ox- thermite produces its own oxygen it's like a pool of lava the the, fa- the the firemen said that it was like a foundry down there like like steel like metal just running yep. um, and that's only from they, they melted the steel. The jet fuel wouldn't have melted it. That There was a lady standing right where the plane hit on the same floor. She's standing waving out the, out the thing for somebody to help her on the same exact floor. Now, if that was so hot as to melt fucking enough steel that it would cause the tower to fall, fall like that, do you really think that woman could have been standing out there waving for help? Hmm. No fucking way, man. No way. And the black smoke was because the fire was dying in there. It wasn't raging. It was dying. And there's reports of bombs going off on all the floors. Mm -hmm. And guys running out with skin hanging off them and shit down in the bottom floors. Not up in the top where that plane hit. The bombs were set off to demolish it. Um, But, I'm sorry, I got off track, but... That's the last thing you want to do when you bring this stuff up is disrespect anyone who is um, in the military for their country. And, and uh, yeah. you know, I, I saw this thing on Facebook the other day where someone said something about 9-11 being a crock and this Marine was like, he just disrespected all my brothers and sisters. 
and then all these people got in on it and were like agreeing and and yeah. and then I get that I get that <laughs> to a point and on the other side of it I'm like well isn't that why you fight for our freedom is so we can question things and just questioning things doesn't necessarily mean you know it's just sad what fucking happens and and they I don't know man please interject <laughs> I'm <laughs> rambling too much what do you think about all this shit no man I, I pretty much agree with you I mean you know that we've been talking the last couple of nights yeah man it's just I know how people can react and be like dude you know people died in Iraq and Afghanistan you know so don't say that that was all for bullshit well you know that's why I think we need to say this I mean that's why I'm trying to point it out yes it is important man that's why we're having a lot of problems that's why the suicide rate amongst veterans of my peer group is at 22 a day and why do you think that is? just because we're learning we have to come to terms with the fact that the reasons we went into Iraq were bullshit I mean at the very least mm-hmm Weapons of mass destruction, something about steel aluminum rods or something. Yeah. I mean, I think that argument has already been settled. But people don't really want to deal with that. I mean, people, Marines, we went in there and did some mean shit, man. We went in there because we unquestionably went in and we they, they said they're the bad guys. Saddam and them are the bad guys, you know. Go get them. Yeah, man. And how? And they did, man. We did some sick shit over there. I mean, and and I'm sure they felt justified at the time. Yeah. And just wanted to be the best killers that they could be. That's what they told us to be. Wow. And so, you know, they do these things, and then you do a little research into 9/11, and you're like, at the very least, without accusing anybody specifically of anything. The way they're telling us it went down was bullshit. And then I'm sure the soldiers, they do a little research and they, they think about... I, I don't, I, I'd rather you talk about that because I don't want to speculate on what they feel like. or. But basically yeah, what I, I think know, you're man. saying is that like really know. they had to do some, 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 some horrible shit. You know, warfare is awful and some other stuff. And then they find out it, a lot of it... You know, they have to, they start questioning it, and then they're like, I imagine that would be, that would really weigh on yeah, someone. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean. I mean, and, and a lot of these guys have PTSD from uh, just seeing their, like, best friends die in front of them, and yeah. then having to just keep going to work the next day and just keep moving down the road, you know? And then, like, those guys grow bonds with each other. Sure. To where they're, they literally like uh brothers you know yeah like literally and and that's probably who after a while you're fighting for like those guys your friends, prove to right? each other on the daily sometimes that like i would die for you bro like they prove that to each other yeah you know over and over i mean that's like str a strong bond that no you know a lot of times a civilian can't understand that you know, in a combat environment, and, and just not even in a combat environment, just in the military environment. Uh, it's like a real sense of family, you know, it's really cool. Sure. It's really, really cool. Yeah, I have, uh, you know, 
I, I certainly wasn't in war, and I'm not trying to compare. Um, well, I mean, I wasn't either. I mean, I was in Iraq, but I really did just work at the Chow Hall and. Um, well, some I other mean, stuff. I, I, I'm not trying to compare the military. Then I guess to to, uh, but I was a wrestler, and and it was the camaraderie and all that, and you you did yeah. you did things that sucked a lot of times for your friend. You we know, did like a lot it, of wrestling too. Like if you wanted to quit, you didn't because it would hurt your buddy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and on a much with a bigger price to pay, or potentially um, in the Marines, it would, or in any military, it would be the same. And you're like, after a while, you're doing it for your buddy, even if you know, what the fuck are we doing over here? I don't know, man. And all I know is I'm not going to let you die if I can help it. You know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, so I completely support the troops and all that, and the last thing I want to do is like shit on them or act like like they, they're, they're doing, I don't know, it just... That part's important to me, but there's got to be more pressure on, like, the government, I would think. I, I I would hope, and then at the same time, I'm like, well, shit, maybe it's like in that movie, A Few Good Men. You can't handle the truth, you know? Yeah. Because like you said, in one of our conversations, it's not just our country that does evil off shit. No, it's um, all of them. And it's only a handful of people in these countries. Like, Like, let's say our government did have something to do with it. I guarantee it wasn't, um, like, I guarantee only a very select few people knew, you know, like, the ins and outs of it, mm -hmm. I think, I don't know, Bill Hicks has that great thing where he goes, I have this president, I have this theory about what they do when someone becomes president, they take him into a room and they show him the Kennedy assassination from an angle no one's seen it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they raise the thing and they're all these fat cats that run everything and they're just puffing on their cigars, and they roll, roll the tape. It shows the Kennedy assassination from an angle you've never seen it. <laughs> and then they raise the thing, and they're like, any questions? And the president's like, just what my agenda is. Yeah. <laughs> just what my agenda is. <laughs> you know, I mean, people think Trump's going to get us in a war and all this shit. It, it's going to be all right. He's If we get into a war, it ain't going to be because of anything his dumbass does. I think. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think so. You think so? What that we'll get into a war or not? No, I don't know. We might be all right. I'm not as scared of Trump as I am as I would have been if Hillary would have won. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I don't think Trump can fuck it up too much. I was not a fan of either one of them. I didn't, you know, I, I no, said I wasn't on my, either. I said on my last podcast, I got a get out of jail free card because I didn't have to vote for either one of them. I live in California where she was going to win anyway. I couldn't bring myself to vote for him, and. uh so, whatever. Yep, I didn't vote this time either. I voted, but I voted for like the state's issues, and, and since I, I went, since I, enough. since I did that, I went ahead and voted for the president, but not either one of those turkeys. Even uh, voting is getting so dumb. In, in California, they were voting about whether or not porn stars should wear condoms. Yeah. Which, and they voted it no. They wanted regular spleener in their condom in their porn. Yeah, because the people that are watching porn aren't worried about getting diseases. They just want to see sex they can't have. <laughs> but then they also voted to make their shopping bags cost 10 cents a piece now. Yeah. Yeah, some lady the other night... <laughs> They're was, mad about it, too. Some lady the other night was just going nuts about it, and I was like, Mitch, you've got $200 worth of groceries. What are you worried about an extra dollar for 10 bags? 
gives a shit. <laughs> you know, people worry about the dumbest stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, man, I, I, I'm sure that we, uh, I'm sure there was stuff we should have talked about with 9-11, and as soon as we get off this damn thing, we'll start. Probably. As soon as we get off the podcast, um, I'm just about ready to pass out. That's my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've had a long week, and we got to get up in the morning and uh, yeah. drive to Denver. And uh, but thanks for uh, giving me your your insight. You know, you being, bet, man. Being, Anytime. Being a former Marine, and so people don't just think that you know it's just everyone who or you know it's not just me being some nut job. You know, like I really wanted to get your opinion on it, and I was kind of blown away. You brought it up before I did. About being a conspiracy nut, and I was like, "Really? Well, what do you think about 9 11 I love to get people talking, man. And uh, I love to feel everybody out. Like, hey, man, what do you believe? It's one of my favorite topics. I just can't. You know, anybody who I just love asking. Just if you got anything from this podcast, if you're still listening, go Google Building Seven. Yeah. Go Google start Building there. Seven and wonder, and then just start there. And then Google everything. Yeah. <laughs> and Google both sides of it. And and I, I think name it, anything and put hoax behind it. Google that. Yeah, and I think you'll come away from it going, "Wow, those guys might not be so nuts." Like, like there's there's a lot more to nine eleven than anyone ever freaking talks about. And uh, is there uh, anything you'd like to plug, Eric Knowles? That's Eric with a K, by the way. E R I K K N O W L E S, right? Yeah, just like Beyonce. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, well, I'm going to be in Pompano Beach, December uh, 10th. I got a show in Houston somewhere, December 9th. Where can people find you on your Facebook and all that shit? Uh, just, uh, yeah, Facebook at Eric Knowles. Yeah, Twitter and all that? Yeah, at Eric Knowles. At Eric Knowles. E-R-I-K-K-N-O-W-L-E-S. Instagram is Knowles Eric. Very funny guy, does a lot of stuff with the Wounded Warriors and, um... GIs of Comedy, is that what it's called? Yeah, the Veterans of Veterans Comedy. Veterans of Comedy, sorry. Um, yeah. um, very funny guy and uh, former Marine. and, and uh, So yeah, if you get a chance to go see him, you definitely should. And, yeah, come uh, check me out. I got just posted a lot of new show dates. I'm te- traveling all over the country. Yeah, good dude. So go check him out, and thanks for doing this. And my website is Tim Gaither Comedy, Tim Gaither Comedian. I don't even fucking know my own website. Uh, at Gaither Tim, Facebook fan page, Tim Gaither, blah, blah, blah. That's why you never heard of me, because I'm a shitty self Yeah. Anyway, thanks for doing this, buddy. I appreciate you. Anytime, brother. All right, man. Peace out.